0: podcast brought to you by points bet use promo code chgo when you sign up to live your bet life my name is mario Turbasi. greg boyson is here we are in the cozy studio b of the chgo uh sports headquarters and we are lucky enough to be joined by the man himself jay zawoski down in florida jay how is, uh how's the weather down there i'm sure it's a little bit a uh, little bit toastier than it is here in chicago
1: yeah, you can see uh, my overall dampness levels are not great uh, as we speak. I am an Airbnb Studio C right now. Um, I've been put in the most quiet room, closest to the Wi-Fi connection. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes on Set this up. janky-ass uh, Airbnb Wi-Fi.
0: Perfect setup. Well, yeah, Jay's Jay's with us here tonight as the uh, the Blackhawks drop a, uh, a heartbreaker. Four to three on the road to the Boston Bruins. Fittingly enough, Bruins scoring with uh, 17 seconds to go. So, I mean, it's you you throw it back to 2013 and there's your uh, there's your connection for the night. But, Jay, I'm going to toss it over to you. You got some uh, some business to take care of here.
1: Yeah, uh, I know it's been a bit of a confusing beginning to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast for a lot of the listeners of the Madhouse podcast who were on this feed before it became CHGO. So I addressed it this morning on my substack, and if you want to check that out, it's on my Twitter account, at Jay Zawoski. Uh, but I just kind of want to lend some insight into what's been going on, and I know there's been a lot of people who are like, wait a minute, Jay, you said things weren't going to change, and then I go to the feed, and it's not you, and it's not James, and it's two guys I'm just learning now, and and what's going on. So I'm going to give like kind of the Reader's Digest version as best I can. And I'm also going to preamble this with there are still some loose ends that need to be tied up at WBBM and Odyssey. So there are some things that are yet to be revealed, but that news will be coming uh, next week. So stay tuned for that. Um, But here's what I'll say. Um, When Brandon Spano from CHGO and All City came to me in early February um, offering uh, this position to take over the Hawks coverage for CHGO, The first question I asked him was, what about my partner, James Naveau? And Brandon said, absolutely. We'd love to have James, even on a full-time level, if he'd be willing to do it. So conversations happen as they do when these major decisions are being made. And what we decided at the time was that James and I would remain employed, myself at Odyssey, James at NBC, we would do the CHGO Blackhawks show twice a week, which is what we were basically giving our Madhouse podcast audience anyway, and then hand it over to Greg and Mario for the rest of the uh, three shows for the week. So, the thought was keep giving people what they've gotten and give them even more content on the Blackhawks on the Madhouse podcast feed that is now the CHGO Blackhawks feed. As launch day approached and as launch day arrived, um. I would say that there were some concerns from our companies about the level of competition uh, that CHGO was uh, applying to both uh, companies. And there were some issues that came up and that ultimately led to James's decision to uh, walk away from doing Madhouse slash CHGO and staying on full-time in NBC. It's a job he loves. It's a job he's excellent at. It's giving him a very great career. So when we signed off the Madhouse podcast for the last time, what we told you was the reality at the time. And then two days later, James and I both got curveballs thrown our way, and had to sort of deal with and figure out our own personal decisions as they, uh, you know, as they pertain to our careers and to our family lives and everything. And that's what ultimately led to James deciding to stay on with NBC. So I'll tell you this. Um, James will be part of this podcast as a guest often. He's happy to do it. He wants to do it. NBC is cool with him being a guest contributor. Um, I obviously want him to do it. I know you two like James as much as I do. Uh, He is one of my dearest friends in the world. Um, Also, I'm going to be on here a lot more. Um, it's, I know it's, it's weird for, we, the three of us jump on the show for launch day, we do a show and then all of a sudden I'm gone for two weeks. I'm in Florida for my wife's grandmother's 100th birthday. She turned 100 today. So this trip has been planned for over a year. And I told Brandon from day one, a, I need to know about James. Number two, I know I did A&2. I did it on purpose, but it's late and I'm a little slappy. Um, <laughs> so the other thing was, by the way, uh, two days after your launch, I'm leaving town for over a week. So he's like, cool, man. As long as you're in, we're cool to honor that. No big deal. So that's why I personally have not been on the feed. I will be back on the feed very frequently, very, very soon. And like I said, more info on that to come you know, in the middle of next week. Um, but I think most people hopefully will be pleased with how things turn out. So um, I'm excited for what you guys are doing. I've been checking in from Florida when I can, um, checking out the postgame shows, jumping on now and again. And uh, it's been great. And the, the one thing I really want to say to Madhouse fans is that, look, I know I worked at the score for 20 years and I went through so many lineup changes and show changes and right away, people are like, This is different. So I don't like it. And then after a week or two weeks or a month or whatever, the hosts get their chemistry, the show finds its rhythm, and people are back on board. So I promise everyone watching this, everybody listening to this, that this show is already very good. It's going to get a lot better and it's going to be great. So just be patient, let the chemistry grow. Um, these things take time. I've been on the other side of the glass with these new shows and there have been moments where I'm like, yeah, this is not what I am used to. And even as a producer, you have to sort of figure out how does the how do these hosts work together? How do we get the best out of all of them? I think the three of us combined are going to do a really good job of bringing you the best Blackhawks podcast in the city, in the world. And uh, we just ask for some patience and some grace While we all figure each other out, because this is the first time that any of us has worked together in any capacity ever. And we're jumping into this and doing this Blackhawks podcast. And it, it does take some time to get that chemistry and that timing. And it's going to come. And I know that my absence has been inconvenient for Greg and for Mario and for everybody at CHGO and for the Madhouse podcast audience. And I apologize for that. But when you've got a woman in your life, like Mary Cook, who just turned a hundred that's something you don't miss for anything uh i, I told the story on twitter today there's so many cool stories about her but my favorite is that during the war she tried out for the all-american girls pro baseball league you know the rockford peaches and all those teams she made it she's still an amazing athlete she plays bags um She's a ringer. She's absolutely unbelievable. At 100 years old, she can beat me in bags with her eyes closed, honestly. But she made one of the teams, and her mother said, you can't go because ladies don't ride buses. I mean, it's she's just an incredible person. I'm lucky to have her in my life, and I would not miss this for the world. So um, I will be back soon, I promise. Uh, and just stick with us because it's going to be awesome. Uh, I walked in for rehearsals on Thursday before launch and I was overwhelmed with excitement about what I saw from the talent, what I saw from the staff, what I saw from the folks from Denver who were over helping us out uh, to get launched. It's just been awesome. And I'm really like here in Florida chomping at the bit, wanting to get back and wanting to do shows and wanting to talk Blackhawks with everybody because it is such a hugely important time in their history despite what happens on the ice, the trade deadline is, you know, just over a week away and there could be some major, major changes coming their way. So, uh, listen, I'll just going to say this. I'm in, I'm going to be around. I'm going to be part of things. You're going to be hearing from me a lot. Uh, and with more, more clarity to come, uh, next week.
0: Awesome. Well, Jay, thanks for, uh, the, the, the kind words, um, for, for me and Greg I know, uh, I'm really excited to, to, you know, work with you. And I think this team that we've, uh, that we've got going here at, at CHGO Blackhawks is, uh, has got a lot of potential and yeah, we are working together for the first time. We're kind of figuring things out, but, um, like we kind of said on, on Friday, I think we got a great, uh, a great, great trio here, a great line to, to go forward and, um, looking forward to, to getting, uh, getting the, hitting the ground running and, and getting things going. I don't want to. I don't want to speak too much for Greg, but yeah.
2: No, I don't agree with any of that. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I've, I've been pumped um, for this, and you know, a lot of crazy things happen behind the scenes. Just you know, all of this came together so quickly. Then we had some curveballs thrown at us. So, um, you know, it's it, it. All as I said on Twitter today, like take these first few shows as our training camp. Uh, we're getting on the ice with new teams. And we're, we're getting a little chemistry together. It's going to take a few few reps to get everything going, but uh, I have no doubts that this is going to become really special really quick once we can get into our routine and get everybody here, and it's going to be fabulous, and I can't wait. And, uh, you know, we've got a trade deadline coming up, and, and just just uh, we're going to knock that coverage out of the park. I've
1: got zero doubts about that. Absolutely. Yep. Cannot wait, fellas. All right, I'm going to hand it back to you guys tonight. I'm going to go jump in the pool. Birthday, yeah, grand happy 100th birthday, That's
2: fantastic. Safe travels home. Say hello to everybody, Jay, and we'll we'll catch up soon.
1: Try and stay dry. We'll Stop trying to trade Hagel, you jerks. Hey, we love him. Hey, hey he's been red hot <laughs> since we decided we were going to trade him. That's a 20-goal scorer now. That's right. That's the fire. Under, we put
2: the fire under him to push him to 20 goals. We'll take credit <laughs> for that.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's what he needed. That's what he needed. All right, fellas. All have right, a good Jay. night. See you, Jay.
0: So yeah, and that was a a a, a great um, kind of clarification from Jay. I know that uh, it's been a little bit confusing with uh, with the changeover, but like uh, like he said, you know, some things some things happen that are that are out of our control. But we're uh, we're we're getting things going here. Um, you know, we're we're getting our feet under us, and I think we're yeah. we're gonna we talked about it. You know, as as this has kind of gone on, we're gonna look back at you know our first few shows all that happened last week, you know, in, in, the, in the near future and be like, wow, those, those shows were really terrible. Cause now we're, cause now we're hitting our yeah, stride and now true. we're really getting into it. So yeah, I think, I think we're getting to that point, uh, or we will be in, 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 in due time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to, you know, working with, uh, with Jay and, and more with, with Greg and, Yep, we got a sco- we got
2: a we got a top line. We got a scoring line, as it comes, as they like to say, yeah, in the industry. So we're going to be fine. Uh, it's going to be great, and uh, just a little patience is all we ask for. You know, a lot of things, you know, as I said, behind the scenes, kind of a mo- lot of moving pieces, but it's all going to come together. And uh, you know, we'll, uh, James is going to be, you know, we'll bring him in anytime he can. So mm-hmm. you know, you diehard Madhouse fans are going to get exactly what you're looking for, and then hopefully a whole lot more, and uh, just take something that was already really great and make it even better.
0: Absolutely. I'd Take this Studio B, for yeah, example. Yeah, love this room. This a few, a, a room. few nights ago we were here, and this room was literally just, you know, looked like a, a hardware store, you know, getting put together. And now, you know, we got, we got everything in here, all the bells and whistles. It looks great, uh, you, as you can see it on the, uh, the YouTube stream. Uh, we got a lot of nice uh, Chicago memorabilia in here. Greg, you brought in the uh, the the license plate. Yeah, give a here. shout
2: get out shout out to uh, to my buddy uh, Michael, same guy who sent me the crazy shirt, uh, made that for my birthday. So thank you for that. Pretty nice, front and center, um, good stuff.
0: So yeah, so this will be the uh, the the first CHGO Blackhawks podcast from this studio, and uh, unfortunately, we get to talk about a loss, four to three, the Bruins win. Like we uh, said at the opening, there. Uh, Blackhawks get two goals from Brandon Hagel tonight, his 19th and 20th of the season. But David Pasternak scores the winner with 17 seconds, fittingly, of course. to go in the game. Uh, and the Blackhawks lose this one. Um, quick takeaways from this game. Uh, you know, Hagel said it after the game that they came into this game in Boston. Boston's fighting for their their, their playoff lives, but they weren't going to just be pushed around. And we, and we saw it early in the game. Some some Bruins players taking a few runs. Blackhawks, they fought back. They were throwing they were throwing their weight around and and you know taking some runs back at them and, and that's kind of what you want to see at this point in the in the season, especially from 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 some of the younger guys, yeah. sticking up for themselves. There's,
2: there's a big hit that that pops out uh, early. Um, Riley Stillman threw a big hit, mm-hmm. hit check early in the game. I think he he hit uh, Clifton, who had the the play that, Clifton, that, yeah. that had the big uh, led to the first goal. Uh, and there was a quick response after that goal, which you wanted to see. You know, um, there was a play where Debrinkit was was taken down, and there was a quick response too. So yeah, they definitely had uh, a little more of that that edge that we don't see all the time from them. And they definitely uh, had a little more. You know, I don't know what the right word is a little more oomph, a little more jazz, whatever you want to say. Uh, juice. That's sure juice. Yeah, jazz, they they just had a little more. When don't, you're when you you're don't.
0: playing a Bruins team, you got to have a little bit of, of an edge to your game. Otherwise, you are going to get pushed. You're run and, right
2: out of the building if you don't bring it against that team.
0: Absolutely, and and that's you know the Blackhawks teams in, in recent years have not really been a team that pushes teams around. Back in the heyday, you'd had you had guys that could push people around and and you know throw throw their weight and protect the stars. And now you're kind of seeing. You know, Alex debrinkett has got to throw his weight around, all 150 pounds of it. Um, But now we're seeing, you know, having some fight in you is is what you want to see, especially at a point where, you know, the season, wins and losses, we've said it before, wins and losses don't matter at this point in the season, but you want to see fight. You you don't want to see a team that's just packing it in, especially when you're getting to the, the trade deadline. And some of these players are trying to, you know, Either show off for a new contract with the Blackhawks or for getting getting sent to a potential contender.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, and they could be playing for their trade value or playing for their future spot here. This is these are the types of games you need to see. And Kyle Davidson, you know, he was on the pregame show. He's watching. You want to
0: talk about that? Yeah, the,
2: spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> that's what we call foreshadowing in the business. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's watching. He needs to see these th- types of things. You're playing a team that's, that's fighting. You know, what the Blackhawks have to look forward to now is maybe be that spoiler. Maybe, hey, we're not going to make the playoffs, but we're going to make sure that you might not either. And, uh, you know, you did see some spirited effort out there from some of these younger guys, and it was good to see. You know, I uh, I purposely wore one of my Back to the Future shirts. I don't know if you can see the detail from there, but I wore my Back to the Future shirt because I wanted to go back to 2013, And we almost had it. We kind of had it. Almost. Almost had it. There was a third period comeback. And then, of course, 17 seconds to go, Boston. So I kind of got my wish, just not exactly how I wanted to see it. But, you know, overall, it's hard to be upset about this game. Mm -hmm. There are some things you don't like. The second period, taking too many penalties, the penalty kill wasn't great. Um but you're playing against one of the top 10 penalty uh, power play teams in the league. So you got to stay out of the Mm -hmm. box, especially when you're talking about stick penalties, things that could be avoided. Uh, But overall you can't be too upset because these, this is one of the instances where the the talent gap, there's a pretty big talent gap. You know, you look at the Bruins, they can run three, four lines. You look at the time on ice chart tonight Mm -hmm. and it's those top two Blackhawk lines, the, the Brinkett, Kane, Strom line is out there, uh, you know, for pretty much a full period, mm-hmm. and then the Taves, Hegel, Dock line, and then you look at that bottom six. I mean, Philip Kershaw barely touched the ice tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Borkstrom was barely out there as well. So the Blackhawks had to rely on their top six, while the Bruins can go and do three, four lines deep. So the talent gap there is a significant difference between the Bruins and the Blackhawks, and the Blackhawks were seventeen seconds away from getting a point at least. So you can't be terribly upset about the overall result. There are things that we, that we can and will nitpick about, mm-hmm. but overall you, you take this one, there's more positives I think to take out of this loss than negatives.
0: Well, yeah. I mean the, 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 the positive is that you, you didn't have a team roll over against a tough Boston team on the road. That's, that's the biggest thing that you, that you want to see is still see the competitiveness, not to uh, not to belabor a point, but, looking at bo- up and down Boston's time on ice chart only Charlie McAvoy uh and only uh, who am I getting here Mike Riley were above 20 minutes two defensemen two two of the of Boston's top defensemen no forward more than 20 minutes. Blackhawks, Blackhawks on the other hand had for three forwards yeah. over 20 minutes yeah that's so all need, that's all you need to know right so there. it's <laughs> you, you see you see to Greg's point the the talent gap that's there. Um, but yeah, I mean the 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 fight in the Blackhawks is is what you wanted to see. Um, they they don't force the overtime. They don't get the you know they don't get the uh, at least the extra point. But at this point in the season, points in the standings don't matter. I would say that the loss in regulation is good for the Blackhawks because it would help their first round lottery odds. But they don't control their first-round pick this year. Got to remind, unless, gotta unless remind they, us about that, huh? Unless, <laughs> unless they luck out completely and get the first or second overall pick, yeah. that pick's going to Columbus. Right. So and you I don't mean, even have that to be happy
2: about. Sidebar on that, I uh, would rather not that happen because then – Columbus will get the twenty twenty-three pick and that draft class is gonna is better than this draft class. Yeah, top eight. I would rather have a top two pick in twenty twenty three than twenty twenty two. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Let's just right. rip the band-aid off and get rid of it right now.
0: Right, absolutely yeah. And you know, you, you say there's not too much to be upset about in the game. That's good. Because I don't know if you've ever had this happen, but you wake up one day. And for some reason, you just you just wake up with a bad feeling, and you're like, Man, like I am I'm just not in a good mood. And then something triggers a a train of thought that just spirals you down and makes you more angry as the day goes on. And I I have a point, so stick with me here. I I got up this morning, and I'm 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 looking at some stats. I'm I'm just kind of you know looking up and down the Blackhawks, you know, state of the organization as we're now just about 10 days away from the, the trade deadline as we get to the end of, end of today. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at cap friendly and I'm looking at the state and I'm just, it's just kind of, these, these pieces are, are, these puzzle pieces are, are starting to, to connect in my head and I'm like, they're not, are they pulling some, a fast one on us here? Because I'm, I'm looking at their lineup and I'm like, why is Calvin DeHaan still here? Why is Dominic Kubelik still here? Why are all these players that are supposedly trade deadline pieces still here? What it what, what are we doing 10 days away from the trade deadline? And I'm and I'm thinking I'm like no team in the league is making any moves. And there's you know, are we are we headed toward this, you know, trade deadline frenzy? I don't that's not the normal in the NHL. And and then I got to thinking, and at this point in the morning, I'm, 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 I'm taking a shower, and, and I don't want to be gross here, but, you know, when you, sh- when you shower and you're angry, it, it, it really brings the day down. Because to me, showers are a way to relax. It's, a, you know, when I'm, when I'm feeling bad, when I'm feeling overworked, I'm just like, you know what, I just take a nice warm shower, get, get some steam in the nostrils, you just take a deep breath and you feel better. But I'm in the shower, and I'm thinking, and I'm angry. I can tell you what I
2: do in the shower, but that's, that's another <laughs> I'm,
0: story. I'm thinking, and I'm getting more angry. And I'm like, okay, they just brought back Norm McIver as associate GM. What is changing about the Blackhawks? They have all these trade pieces still here on this roster. They're, they've expressed that they're going to go into a rebuild. Why is nothing moving? And I... And I, I I have some some notes written down here. They bring in they they have this GM search, right? You got six or seven candidates. Uh, if you want to believe the that you know Teresa Rush, the, the VP uh, with the Toronto Raptors was was brought in for, for an interview, right? You have Kyle Davidson, Eric Tulski, Matthew Darce, Scott Mellenby, uh, Peter Shirelli, Jeff Greenberg for the Cubs, and uh, potentially Teresa Rush and you have all these different eras er, areas of the of the NHL world and and two outside of the NHL world coming in and you go with the guy that was in house and now you're bringing back Norm McIver who was was with the Seattle Kraken for a cup of coffee but was with the Blackhawks for basically the last 15 years and you talk about the Blackhawks talk about change your GM is a guy who's been with the team for 12 years. Your now associate GM, who is going to be right below him, has been with the team basically for the last 15 years in in different capacities. Was the GM search a farce? And was bringing back is bringing back Norm McIver anything different than we're going forward with? Because. I, you know, I read a little bit of the Eric Tulsky interview that he did with The Athletic, and he, he, he did mention a little bit of the process that the Blackhawks had in, in their interview process. And it really just started picking the gears in my head. I'm like, what is actually changing with this team? Can we actually believe there is going to be front office changes that will bring about an actual successful rebuild? Because I have questions.
2: Yeah, it, you're, you're not wrong in any of that. I mean, it's uh, that's um, very good points. It, it is, you know, I don't necessarily trust this interview process. It, to me, it seems like it's not necessarily, let's see if we can get some good candidates, but let's pick the minds of some successful organizations, mm-hmm. you know, Tulsky with the with the hurricanes very good at getting an analytics mind get, and, then, yeah. you get, then you got Tampa the best in the business right now you get their so, GM and then, and then you get a guy from the Cubs maybe see some other strategy mm-hmm. so were they just trying to like pick the brains from these other teams this other industries and say hey what can we take and then just feed it to our guy Kyle to mm-hmm. say hey let's try this out um, that that's kind of how it seems to me um, you're not wrong in saying not much has changed. Um, I I get, I'm in the middle of the road on the McIver thing because like, yeah, you're bringing back a guy that was here for all that, all, all of that. And under the Bowman Mm -hmm. era. Now there's a lot of reports out there that Bowman and McIver never really eye to eye. Um, sure. And he was real close with Davidson as he was coming up through the ranks. You do need some, you do need an experienced guy there, especially heading into a trade deadline. You gotta, you gotta GM, uh, you know, never done this before. Youngest GM in the league, 10 days to the trade deadline saying, why would I need a second phone? And it's like, okay, wait yeah. a minute, what are we doing here? So yes, getting some experience with him as he goes through this is, is a really good idea. But is this the guy that needs to be the experience? Yeah. It just feels like it feels they're like saying one thing, do, you know, do, do as I say, not as I, I f- do type I f- of thing.
0: I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I do too. Because I want, I'm, I'm, I'm hopping on the ride for the rebuild. So I'm hope I'm wrong that, you know, this is, this is not going to be uh, a farce basically, but I feel like I, you know, we're Rocky Wirtz said, we're not talking about 2010 at the, at the town hall event, but Brian Campbell is probably going to be in a front office advisory role. Marian Hosa and Patrick Sharp were part of the GM search process. You're bringing back Norm McIver, although his name was never brought up in the, in the and block investigation and and that's good. Um, But it's like, what, like you're saying, there's going to be a culture change. There's going to be, you know, a mindset change. There's all these things are going to be changing. I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces sticking around. It does, and
2: yeah, it definitely doesn't seem they're saying one thing, doing completely different. Right, I, I
0: exactly, and and it's and frustrating for sure. And Kyle Davidson was on the the pregame broadcast on an uh, NBC Sports Chicago, talking with Pat Boyle and Charlie Romeliotis about you know his his first inter you know his first week as GM. You know what's what's that been like? What are you you know what are your plans for the rebuild? What are you know? He was asked a question about you know what is the plan with Marc-Andre Fleury am I expecting Davidson to go and say hey yeah we're uh, we're trying to shop him no but essentially he said something to the effect of if Marc-Andre Fleury is on our team at the end of the season we're a better team for it and we I both, and we, I we both cringe and I turned to you that. I turned to you and I said what are, do, do you have any confidence in him right now, Kyle Davidson? No, that, because – go, go no, ahead. No, I don't mean that, to cut you off. I'm no, just like – I had some coffee. Like, I'm rolling here right now.
2: No, that was the wrong answer, um, the absolute wrong answer. Even when you're trying to make the nice sugar-coated answer, that's the wrong answer. Um, yeah, we both kind of, like, looked at each other and were like, <laughs> wait a what? No. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, I know – we've talked about this and, and it's being talked about a lot. Yes. We don't know the whole situation here. There's a gentleman's agreement in place, but it wasn't Davidson who made that agreement. Mm -hmm. And, and we don't know who he wants to go to. And, but you know, if you honestly think your organization is in a better place because you let Marc-Andre Fleury finish out the season and then leave for free agency and you get nothing in return, you're not off to a good start being a Blackhawks GM. You, Yes, I I, I, I kind of understand what he meant that like his, the players that played with him will be better off for having a guy like that for these last few games. Sure, fine. But what's I mean, but what's the he organization is not closer to winning a championship because he played the, out the season and then went and signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs in the off season. You get nothing. No. You're closer to a championship by trading him for a first round pick and some prospects,
0: or you know is some you had you got him for nothing. So flipping him for
2: something. Anything. Right. You can't is, let him is, go is for a nothing. net positive. You can't let him go for nothing.
0: No, there, there's there's no way the team is better this season or next if Flurry is with them on April 30th. It's it's absolutely not true. Because I understand he's he's got a 10 team, no trade clause, he's got the the agreement with Bowman, whatever it was that hey, I don't want to be moved, I don't want to move my family, all this stuff. I get that. I understand that. We we talked about it earlier this week. It would be bad optics for Kyle Davidson and and the future of you know signing free agents or whatever. But to you know I I'm a human being. I'm able to kind of change change my mind. I'm changing my mind about this optics schmoptics. Like this is a this is a team. That's a shirt. This is a team that needs to be rebuilt. And in a rebuilding nature, you kind of have to just be business. like Stanley Cups are not one with, hey you know I don't want to hurt I don't want to hurt this guy's feelings. I don't want you know I'm not saying you know step on flurry's neck as he try, as he's out the door, but you got to go to him and say, look Mark we're in a we're in a situation here. You're you're going into potentially your last season playing in the NHL. Do you want to be here in front of, you know, playing behind a bad team? You know, you remember how the first month of the season went? Not it's going to it's going to be that. Do you want to do that for the for the rest of your time in the NHL or do you want to go and try and win? Do you want to try and win a Stanley Cup this year or next year? Do you want to you know, be competitive in your, in your final years or, you, or maybe he just, do, he does just want to like sit back and just live in Chicago and, and not move his family. That's fine. But that yeah, hurts the Blackhawks. It
2: does. I, you know, and I, he is the family man and he's a very likable guy. We're not talking bad about Mark Andre Fleur. We love him. He's a great player. He's a great guy. Absolutely. And, and Chicago
0: is... has embraced
2: him. Right. And, but he's also one of the most competitive guys out there. So I yeah don't think I'm not buying all the he doesn't want to be traded stuff. He, and bottom line is he's a winner and he wants to win and he's not gonna do that here. And if he says hey I want to go to this team or this team, then you have to you you should honor that and get him where he wants to go. Um, you know that is the best for Mark Andre Fleury and the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. If he wants to stay here i can respect that decision but kyle davidson on the other end has to go well this is my best trade chip so Mm -hmm. i mean you know you know what signs big name free agents teams that have a chance to win a damn stanley cup exactly hey you you broke a promise to a guy five years ago i'm never playing for your team no big checks and chances to win titles is what brings in free agents so As you said, optics, schmoptics, I don't care about that. I'm not like ripping Marc-Andre Fleur. I love the guy. I wish we had him, you know, three years ago. Mm -hmm. But let's be realistic here. This is about a rebuild. You can't not trade your best chance to get back in the first round. As we said, the Blackhawks, unless a miracle happens, are not going to have a first-round pick. You can't not trade your best chance to get in to the first round when you're trying to rebuild because you don't want to hurt his feelings. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That just doesn't work in the world of professional sports.
0: Right. And, and the thing is like, you know, you, you can move him and for, you know, for argument's sake, let's say you move him and say, Hey, look, we want you, you want to try and win a cup, right? You want to help us out. You're a free agent next season. If you really love Chicago and don't want to, you know, move your, move your family. What's to say that, you know, you take a trade to Toronto or, or Vegas two teams that clearly have goaltending issues that they need to address. If they want to go on a deep playoff run, right? What's, what is the harm in, in trying to compete, trying to win a Stanley cup with the, with those teams and, and saying, you know what, after the season, like you did us a solid, we'll do you solid. We'll bring you back to Chicago. Like is like I'm not I'm not even I'm not even advocating for that, but just saying like they could do that. Right. Not that the Black Hawks need to invest in a Mark Andre Fleury for next season whatsoever, but they could do that as well. It's it's we're talking about this trade deadline. This trade deadline is it's not going to make or break the rebuild, but it is huge. You have to start a rebuild off on the right yes. foot. You,
2: gotta you build can't some confidence. You gotta you got to just show the fan base that you're serious about this. We were told two summers ago, okay, it's time for a rebuild. And then less than a year later, we're trading for Marc Andre Fleury and Seth Jones and signing Jake McCabe right. and all this. So it's like, we can't keep doing this back and forth stuff. It's got to, you got to pick a lane and you got to stay this lane. We're driving. We're that idiot in the middle of the road, in the middle of the highway in between two lanes right now, with his blinker on for the last four miles and everybody behind him is going crazy. We need to pick a lane and we need to stay in that lane. And that, that, that lane needs to be full blown rebuild, rebuild. And yes, again, we love Mark Andre Fleury. This is not an anti, this is not an anti Brendan Hegel podcast. This is not an anti Mark Andre Fleury podcast but not at all. This is a pro. Do what's best for the future of this franchise podcast, and you may not want to hear it. Trading Marc Andre Fleury is what is best for the long term future of this podcast. It is how you start the team, team, yes, and podcast. It would yes, help, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's what's going right. to start the rebuild and get things rolling in the right direction. Yeah, and and I
0: think, I mean, not to belabor the point, but I, I, I just, I just think you can't. You can't say, okay, we're going to rebuild. We're thinking three years, four years, five years down the road, whatever, um, and then say like, oh, okay, well, we'll we'll move Dominic Kubelik for a third round pick at best. Um, we'll move Calvin DeHaan for a mid round pick. Well, mo- that's not starting a rebuild. No. That's that's getting that's getting pennies on the dollar for your your expiring contract.
2: You don't you don't rebuild with fourth third round picks.
0: Rebuilds in involve going through some pain and that means seeing players you like playing in other jerseys whether that's Marc-Andre Fleury whether that's Jonathan Taze whether that's Patrick Kane Dylan Strome Brandon Hagel it's it, it's Alex gonna Debrinquet.
2: come uh, I mean hey that's yes that would you, be yes. a rebuild trick. Alex
0: Debrinket yes would be but a re- I'm not advocating it don't do that
2: no I but, agree but that's the type of those that's are the, the types kind of things. That that's the kind of thing that you have make, to yeah, you have to consider. Consider,
0: yeah, all options have to be on the table. So, and yeah, for Davidson to say like, oh, you know, it's if he's here, it's it's no, it's flat out not true. Right. Anyways, the best way, this is a good segue, right? The best way to support the CHGO, uh, Black Hawks podcast, and support CHGO as a whole is to download the Points Bet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. And if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will be happy to help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature Live NBA same game parlays. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And now, online signup is available in Illinois, so you can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Remember, use the code CHGO when you sign up, and you get two risk free bets for up to $2,000. So, what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Speaking of PointsBet, I was I uh, I was I was on the app before today's game uh, with the Blackhawks put uh, put two bets in. I lost on the uh, Blackhawks to score the first goal, but I recouped that with uh, Dylan Strom getting a secondary assist. So that was, uh, yeah, one and one on the day with the Blackhawks. Uh, not not too bad. You've
2: become quite the uh, hockey betting aficionado in the last few days. Uh, you were very you're very
0: You're using aficionado pretty yeah, loosely. Well, there. <laughs> you've won more
2: bets than I have. So compared to me, you're you're the you're the shark over here. So uh, yeah, it's uh it, it's a lot of fun. The, the uh, points bet app. It's uh, you know throw a dollar or two. On a prop bet, bet a money line, uh, over under. It makes, makes watching a rebuilding team a lot more fun because you got something else to cheer for. When you think, hey, the Blackhawks probably aren't going to win tonight, but, hey, I bet you that Alex DeBrincat's going to score and win me a bunch of money. So, you know, it's a fun way to add some excitement to uh, a rebuild. Mm-hmm. When, hop, when... On the, hop on the ride with points bet. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs>
0: making sure yeah making sure that you can uh, you know you can have a little bit of extra interest in these games where, where the results don't matter. Um, doing it with points bets, it's it's keeping things interesting. Um, one thing I did want to bring up as we're talking about you know the trade deadline and, and what the Blackhawks um, should be doing need to do uh, with, with the rebuild is um, you know we, we saw a, a defensive pairing tonight on the on the opening goal of the uh, of the game with the Bruins. Between Jake McCabe and, and Connor Murphy coming into this season um, a lot of us believed that McCabe Murphy was going to be a pretty solid second pairing shutdown pairing um, for the Blackhawks a pair of defensemen who could you know be responsible in their own end be a little physical uh, play on the penalty kill um, they have been far from any of that this season when when paired together and uh, we saw it on the opening goal uh, for for the Bruins. You know, Counter Clifton comes comes into the zone. He's he gets through th- the f-
2: the front three. Yeah. Uh, Blackhawks. Tyler Johnson started down. Um, we got to call him out. Tyler Johnson started yeah. with the little ole and let him go right by, and then just stood there and watched him.
0: And then you know Clifton's coming down to down the slot, and McCabe and Murphy just
2: it's like pfft. bowling pins, like a seven ten split split right. Right open and just parting the Red Sea and they just go in opposite yeah. directions. It was uh pretty pretty bad and, and then it was Murphy it, then loses his skates and then the rebound jumps right over him mm-hmm. and it's an easy goal. Bad play all around.
0: So and it and it's not like uh, I was just that uh, was a bad play. It's like we that's been happening all season. And you look at Connor Murphy and Jake McCabe, they are taking up a sizable chunk of cap space for the next couple of years when we're looking at players that need to be around or players that need to be trade pieces i mean i'm i'm starting to consider one if not both of those guys to be hey thanks for your service but we need to we need to move on here we need to get some of these younger blue line defense uh, these younger defensemen in, in in the Rockford blue line get them up and get them some ice time
2: yeah i would have zero issue with either with both of those guys getting traded this offseason i doubt you're going to see that happen at the deadline just because they've got so much term left on their deal. Usually the mm. deadline, usually the deadline is, is, is made for guys on last year's or their contract. You don't see, True. you don't see a lot of those types because there's usually got to be a lot of moving pieces involved. Um, but I would have zero issue. Um, I like both guys individually. I like what they bring to a contending team, but this isn't going to be a contending team. Uh, you know, as I said, uh, on Twitter earlier, just before we went on the air, uh, I said, you know, McCabe and Murphy are a really good pairing on paper, but on the ice, not so much. Exactly. I don't know what it is. It's too, they're just, just not meshing. And it's, let's not do that anymore.
0: Early in the, early in the season, um, you could chalk it up to, well, okay. You know, McCabe, he's, he's coming off a knee injury. He's getting used to a new system. He's, you know, yeah. no one around him is playing good.
2: Get, you can use that for a few games, but but, yeah, but no, not, for not him
0: for him to be playing this poorly for the entire season, and Connor Murphy too, I mean, he's he's hot and cold, but when the two of them have been on the ice together, it has been unexpectedly terrible.
2: Yeah, we, I mean, Murphy was victimized on the game-winning goal too. He, he couldn't, you know, he tried to swat a puck out of midair instead of just getting in front of it and knocking it down, and then boom, it's, it's in the back of your net. Um, so back to your original point about trading them, absolutely. If you can get stuff for them, the Rockford Icehogs are full of young defensemen that need, that. it's going to be their time.
1: Mm-hmm. And we need
2: to find out if they're part of this. Wyatt Kalanick, Ian Mitchell, Isaac Phillips, Jakob Galvis, mm-hmm. Alec. Alec Gugula, who, Grugula, who, t- who tonight looked really some, good tonight. He, some, some power yeah, play he, time. he looked good. He was aggressive. He had a nice aggressive shot with a screen in front. You need more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh Nicholas Bodine is another guy. So that's that's three pairs, right? That's a full starting that's a, roster of of defensemen. You need to find out if they're going to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And if you got Jake McCabe and you got Connor Murphy and their big contracts taking away from that, that doesn't help you again in a rebuild. Both fine gentlemen, I will vouch for them in in in, in a character as a character witness, mm-hmm. no problem. But. Right. If we're doing a rebuild, those are not the guys you have around. Those are the guys you trade for those draft picks. You start, you know, stockpiling those draft picks.
0: And Seth Jones' contract extension kicks in this offseason. Right. So it's going to make, you know, the, the salary cap even tighter because he's he's getting a nice uh, a nice pay hike. So, yeah, I mean, you, you I think you got to look at those. You got to look at all options at this point. And I, th- I, I, and I think f- y- uh, the team does... Yes, they do need veteran players right. who can help the young guys develop, be, you know, a, pleasant, a a presence in the locker room for sure. Do you need both of them? Probably I'm not. starting to think maybe not.
2: Now, I would think Murphy would probably be the more um, attractive guy on a trade market. Um, right now, think. at
0: least, yeah. But,
2: um, you know, stranger things have happened. I mean, how many times have we had a player like, no way anybody's going to trade for that guy and then, you know, Cody CC gets traded again. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't want to name names, but yeah. Right. You know, so I don't think either of those contracts are unmovable. You just may have to get a little creative, but these are the decisions Kyle Davidson, you know, really needs to start thinking about and start, you know, plotting for and, and getting a feel, get a feel for what the market is for those guys. Now, maybe you can move a guy, one of those guys at the trade deadline. I don't think so, but you know, you never know. I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, there's teams that, would would
0: take those guys I mean it's not yeah the the term is a is a little bit of a, co- of, a of a complication but
2: well, maybe you t- t- instead of trading those guys to a team that's looking to win the Stanley Cup now maybe you trade them to one of those guys that are just on the cusp one of those teams that are mm-hmm. almost there that will be contending next year or the year after that needed, needed and, veteran those, and then and at, a, te- at a pretty good term neither of those guys are overpaid based on market value Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe that's a team that jumps in and says, Hey, if I can get them at a good value now, Mm -hmm. and then next season when we're one of the top teams, we can plug them in. Um, so it's a fluid situation as all trade deadlines are, but Davidson has to start planting those seeds now to see what that value is. If he's looking to move them, you know, down the road.
0: Mm -hmm. And, and what's apparently working against him is that while the Blackhawks, need to be active as the trade deadline approaches in 10 days. It appears no one wants to be active as the trade deadline approaches in 10 days. A tweet earlier uh, today from, uh, from Chris Johnston says uh, courtesy of an NHL executive referencing the amount of activity ahead of the NHL trade deadline, quote, quiet, extremely quiet, scary how quiet it is. No one wants to commit. So I I I'm very sad and concerned by that comment. Sad because this is peak NHL. It's this is supposed to be silly season. This is supposed to be when we're like, holy smokes, like look at this trade and can you believe that trade? And nothing is happening in the NHL. You look at NBA trade deadline. You look at MLB trade. The MLB free agency, NBA free agency, NFL free agency. All these high points of the season, and it's it's wild, and it takes over the sports look, world. In the NHL, at,
2: at the NFL, the last forty-eight hours. Yeah, exactly. Insane, you
0: know. And I, and you look at the NHL, and and yeah, it's free agent frenzy. I, I get it. Sure, you might have a year where, like in twenty sixteen, where every contract was signed was terrible, but at least it's something. The trade deadline. We even, you know, you start seeing some 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 trades trickle out a couple days before, but. With a report like that, where it's like, hey, it's extremely and scarily quiet out here, what are we, like, the Blackhawks don't have, other than Marc-Andre Fleury, they don't have any trade pieces that set the market. Right. So I'm starting to worry that, like, if none of these other teams start making moves and, and let the dam open... Like I'm not gonna, I'm not thinking we're gonna be stuck with these guys. But it's like, are we gonna, co- are we gonna come into the office the morning of the 21st for our trade deadline show and go? Well, they gotta make about 10 trades to to make some make some moves
2: here. Like I'm getting nervous about this. I'm yeah. It's gonna take that first trade, and who's who pulls the trigger first? You know What, what is that? What was that we're in the middle of? A, was that a Mexican standoff? They call that. <laughs> yeah. where everybody's got their gun pointed at each other, and nobody wants to pull the trigger. That's where we're at. We're waiting for the first team to blink, um, and you know it, we usually see something by now that mm. will set the defenseman market or will set the forward market, so we know what everybody else can expect. So maybe that GM. No GM wants to be the guy that sets that market too high or too low and then gets phone, you know, text messages from his 31 other buddies saying, hey, dude, what are you doing? But we're going to see something here, hopefully. And then that's going to open the floodgates. On the other hand, I kind of hope they all uh, wait till the 21st because (laughs) we've kind of put down the foundation of how we're going to handle that day. And it it could be a lot of fun to see a ton of movement on the day.
0: Us and every Canadian television outlet possible. Yeah. Uh, they all want it to. They all want yeah. it to happen on uh, on uh, on the twenty first. But yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, and, and in and in Davidson's pregame uh, pregame presser, not presser, but pregame interview with NBC uh, Chicago, um, and he said like, you know, we don't get to set the market. Well, who says? Right. Like, like I understand they don't have the big trade pieces to quote unquote set the market, but. At some point, you got to pull up your big boy pants and say, "All right, who wants to make a deal? Because we're op- we're open. Yeah. We're looking to move this guy, this guy, this guy. Give us your best offer. We know that there are teams with needs. There are contenders that need help with defense. With need help with you know depth scoring. That need clearly need help with goaltending." We got people that can that can do that. Who wants to make a deal? Like right. like Davidson, if he wants to make an impact, go out there and be right. active. If he's waiting for teams to come to him. He's gonna get put over you're gonna get blown ahead. by, and get, you're gonna get taken advantage he's gonna, he's of. Get
2: put over a barrel real quick. If if he's waiting for everybody to come to him, yeah, you're right. Be the aggressor. If no one's talking, be the only guy talking. Be the guy that goes mm-hmm. out there and says, "Hey, let's do this." Uh, you've got nothing to lose at this point. Uh, you know, you know the guys you want to get. Trade. you know the teams that are looking for those types of guys absolutely don't wait for them to come to you Be an aggressive salesman mm-hmm. Be aggressive that's you know be aggressive exactly <laughs> one, of <my> favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite faith no more songs of yeah. all time yeah i mean when
0: when has a uh, when has a rebuild with a passive attitude worked i i think you could count it on one hand so you got to be you got to be able to to you know, not have the some, most
2: encouraging start to the Kyle Davidson era, just by what he's been saying and 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 just the feel, the vibe he's given off is not. I'm optimistic. It, absolutely, I, I have hopped on the ride. We have all we are all hopping on the ride here at Joe. But the vibe is you not get, great. Yeah. You know, you can be optimistic and worried at the same time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's how, that's I've how gone I'm starting life. to feel. That's how I've gone through life. Optimistic and still worried. <laughs> that's so, how I'm starting
0: yeah. to feel. It's like I'm optimistic that things can go right and that this rebuild can have the, the path forward it needs to. But now, okay, the, the honeymoon period's over. Kyle Davidson's the guy. He's got to start being active. Um, so I I I'm just I'm just hoping that you know, the, the report of being scarily quiet is, uh, is hopefully no, not, not going to be the case much longer. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this is one of those, this is one of those nights where, um, you know, we were, we were watching the game and it was kind of just, it was, it was a good game, you know, but it was, it was one of those nights where we, you know, we were, we were talking and the game just kind of went in the background and we just yeah. started, you know, just having these, these, these same kind of discussions um that we're having now d- just during the game and it was just like you know what like we're, we're watching a competitive game um which is which is fun uh it's a good it's a good way to to spend a Thursday night even though they don't get to win but like you know it's it, having that in the background of of having these these kinds of talks is I think what with being a, a fan is is all
2: about Absolutely. yeah for sure and I think you know we've had a lot of angst here the last few minutes maybe we should we should wrap up with some positive and give out that big c h g o four star that's what know? i that's exactly what i was yeah, thinking yeah enough enough of the angst enough <laughs> of the worries let's, wait, let's pull back from that ledge yeah, talking about two guys that did good. I'm in calm down tonight. a little bit. Yeah, take, <laughs> a, take a breath. A I won't. No uh... more coffee right before we go on the air for Mario. Yeah. Or maybe more coffee. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see how the ratings and the feedback are. Maybe we're just gonna pump you full of coffee. We you get know, out.
0: we got some. We got some West Coast games yeah, uh, coming be up be on the yes, schedule. There's definitely gonna be some uh, some some 9 p.m. coffees. For those some ones. late
2: night rants. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Those so yeah,
0: the uh, the CHGO fourth stars fourth stars of the game. Um, we, uh, we have one player that is excluded from it. Um, uh, Brandon Hagel was listed in the, in the three stars of the night. So just one player excluded. I'll go first, uh, continuing his, his point streak, five straight games with a point, 10 points over his last five games. Uh, that is Dylan Strom. He had an assist tonight. He's been hot with the, uh, with, with the team recently. He's, you know, one of the, one of the leaders, in points, uh, over the last uh, about month and a half, two months, um, he's he's paired with Alex Debrinkett and Patrick Kane the last couple of games, and I think the results speak for themselves. Ten points in his last five games. Uh, he he might be here next season. He might not. Um, but I think you know, as as uh, Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun Times put it on uh, online today, at least Dylan Strom can say that, hey, I've proven that I'm a a solid NHL player and I'm, I'm worthy of, you know, being in, being in a, in a, in a top position. So I go with Dylan Strom tonight.
2: Not a bad call. Give, give the kid his QO already. Give him that qualifying offer. He's earned it. Um, I'm going to go with Daleks to bring it another goal. Scored a goal on a four-on-one rush, something you don't see at all very often. And then not only a four-on-one rush, but it was a four-on-one rush with your four best players. (laughs) It was Dabrinkit, Kane, Strom, and Seth Jones, and some poor bastard in a black jersey. That was just (laughs) piddling down his leg because he knew he had no chance. uh, Dabrinkit... Thankfully, they converted that. Yes, Dabrinkit buried it. He also had an assist for two points. Uh, that's five games in a row with a goal for the cat, and actually the cat is you know starting to own the Boston Bruins. Not many games against them, but he's got game a uh, goal in four straight games against the Bruins. Uh, tonight was the seventh game that he's ever played against Boston in his career, and he's got points now in five of those seven games, including four straight with a goal. debrinkett is starting to uh, become a thorn in the side. Of a team that has a lot of thorns in other people's <laughs> sides. So it's nice to see. So Alex Debrinket, he's my nomination for the CHGO fourth star tonight.
0: Well, I mean, uh, it's I, these are the two guys that we've had basically every podcast. But hey, sometimes, eventually, if it's not broke, don't that. fix right. it. <laughs> Those so, are so the two guys that are working, working well. So this is Alex. Uh, I think Alex is even two.
2: the scoreboard is now two, two. Yeah. All I right. think
0: his two point night out, uh, out duels, Dylan Strom's yeah. secondary assist.
2: So congrats to so. Alex, the getting himself another one of them. Fine t-shirts. We'll have it sent down the street. Yeah. In I, Madison in here shortly.
0: It'll be, uh, may, maybe it'll be the one with the, uh, the logo that you see on
2: your screen there in the uh, bottom left of your corner. That or we're going to, we're going to, well, he's going to be the first one to wear one of our optic schmoptic shirts here in a couple
0: of hey, weeks. Hey, if it, if it works, it works. Yeah. Um, but yeah it's uh, yeah, Alex torinkket tonight. Um, he's hopefully gonna continue that goal streak on Tuesday when the Blackhawks uh, and Bruins do it all again Tuesday night back here in uh, in Chicago. Oh, don't
2: forget there's a game in Ottawa on Saturday. so game in uh, Ottawa
0: on Saturday.
2: Another, you get you will be I unfortunately will not be here for that post game show. Uh, we're gonna have Gail sit in and, and do another yep. great job. You guys will be in the cozy comforts of lovely studio B. Here we will be here. At the CHGO headquarters, man. This place is awesome. Every time I walk in here, I'm just like, they gave me a key to this place? <laughs> man, how did I sucker in here? They gave this? you a key? Ooh, uh, Maybe I oh was supposed to say that.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I, I really do like this studio. I love the uh, love the, the the artwork, the wrapping here. I love the exposed brick. Yeah. It is a very, uh, very modern I was, apartment. I feel, feel like all
2: we need is a fireplace. I feel like Fraser Thomas on uh, oh, a fireplace.
0: Yeah, maybe a portable one. <laughs> I think we can get that going. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we It's this is this is a pretty nice studio, and you know when we got a when we got a two person crew, it's it's a perfect setup and definitely uh, an, an enjoyable setup and. If you do enjoy the programming that, uh, that you're listening to, if you love uh, CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow as we have uh, just recently launched in the last week is to download the PointsBet app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets for up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get yourself a free shirt. You can walk down the street looking like Alex Dabrinket and Dylan in their free shirts. <laughs> if you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll be happy to help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is now available in Illinois. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook, and it's easier than ever right now so you can start living your bet life in seconds with points bet so what are you waiting for once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 so as we wrap this one up like we said saturday night uh, in ottawa the blackhawks will be taking on the ottawa senators it is well Well,
2: should be a lot of scouts in a lot
0: of scouts. There were 17 there tonight, according to uh, to to Ben Pope. Um, should be a lot in Ottawa as they they're in a rebuild, right? Or yeah. are they still rebuilding? Are they starting to rebuild? It, it seems like every year it changes. Either we're starting or we're restarting.
2: Yeah, that's not a, Yeah, they're like the Canadian Sabers. You know, you're not quite <laughs> sure. Not quite sure what the uh, what the Sabers are
0: half Canadian anyway. True. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, it's uh, don't know quite what to call it. Hopefully, it's not what the what we're going to be saying in three years. Hopefully, uh, the Kyle Davidson situation. But yeah, yes, hopefully. But it's a game. It'll be fun. There's some good young talent on the Senators. It'll two
0: be, two bad teams. Yes, can usually put together a weirdly entertaining game, that's and all I think we want. I, fun I, bad
2: fun bad is good. <laughs> if
0: it, if you're bad, entertain us at exactly. least. That's that's what we're hoping for a on uh, for that Saturday. on Saturday night for sure. So uh, we heard from Jay earlier. Um, hoping he's uh, enjoying Florida. We'll, we'll be hearing more from Jay as uh, as, as we go along. For Greg Boyson, I'm Mario Terabasi. This has been the CHGO Blackhawks Post Game Podcast. We will see you all next time.